Hello and welcome to Account Instruction Help and How To. In this lecture, we're going to talk about the closing process. At the end of this, we will be able to summarize and describe the accounting cycle to get to this closing process. We want to create and record closing entries and discuss the closing entry process to actually journalize those closing entries. I'm going to look through two methods in order to do that. I'm going to look through just a simplified two-step method, and then we'll go through a common four-step method in closing these transactions out we will get to the same conclusion before we move on to the actual closing process let's just get our bearings on where we're at remember we're talking about the standard accounting cycle this is going to be the same for any type of company it's going to have the similar accounting cycle similar steps we're going to go through we will be working with a service company here but similar idea for other types of companies that have inventory only difference being is that we then have to deal with inventory and put that into the process as well so the accounting process, you can think of it as starting as the accounting department's putting in all the transactions, all the journal entries throughout the process, usually doing this through documentation, meaning invoices and checks and bills and whatnot, putting that all into the system. We have been doing that with journal entries, so you can see that with journal entries. If we were to use source documents such as invoices and whatnot, then the system would create uh, journal entries related to that. The system would then compile that information. We compiled that information in the general ledger. The general ledger then was used to create the trial balance. That then would be the unadjusted trial balance. That's what the main process in the bulk of the work is that, to enter all that data. Then at the end of the process, we had the adjusting process. So we said we had the adjusting process, meaning that we need some process to make certain accounts be correct as of a specific point in time. That point in time being the time we make the financial statements, usually the end of the month or the end of the year. Now, the adjusting process leads people to think that the accounting department possibly did something wrong. We got to make these adjustments or fixing it. That's not necessarily the case. And it's important to note that it's not the case because the adjustment process will always be basically the same stuff. We, it's designed in the system that we're going to adjust specific things. So it's not like we're testing everything and then we're going to adjust the errors. What we're doing is we're going in to say, we set up these accounts that will need adjustment. That's part of the process. Then we're going to adjust them as of the financial statement date so that we can make an adjusted trial balance, creating the financial statements from the adjusted trial balance. And that's what will be created. Now, I want you to think of that as a separate department, a separate system. It might be within the account department, depending on where you're at, but it could be an outside CPA firm doing it or another department doing it. But it's good to keep in your head it as a separate process than the accounting department it's because it has a, some different set of rules in order to do that. Then we're going to take that adjusted trial balance that's what we're going to use in order to make the financial statements because it's now been adjusted to be on a perfectly accrual system uh, as of that point in time that date the end of the month or the end of the year once the financial statements are created then what we need to do is prepare for next month so we need to say okay next month what we need is to not have an income statement why because an income statement is kind of like measuring a race it's basically if we're clocking the time for a race and we're trying to figure out how long it took and then the new race starts, well, we have to start at zero. We can't really start at the other time. Or if we're trying to measure how far a trip took in terms of the odometer on the car, and we set it at zero, and then we go to the trip, and we say, oh, that took this many miles to go to the trip. And then if we want to do that for another one, well, then we have to reset the odometer, or we have to say, okay, we're starting from here. That's what we're doing with the, with the closing process. Remember, the income statement is timing. The income statement needs a beginning and an end. And so everything that's going to be below the capital account then are going to be income statement accounts and they are need to be put back to zero so we can start over in January 
with revenue of zero, with expenses of zero, and so on and so forth. That's what we'll be going through in this process. So once again, I'm going to do two steps, two ways to do this, a, a two-step method and a four-step method. Some terminology that we're going to use here are going to be temporary accounts versus permanent accounts. So remember the income statement accounts, the accounts that deal with timing are all going to be temporary accounts. So if you look at the, if you look at a trial balance, if you look at an adjusted trial balance, remember it's in order, we've got the assets, then we've got the liabilities, then we've got the owner's equity, we've got the revenue and the expenses. And remember, if we, if we visualize the assets, so they're going to be the green accounts, they're going to be on the left-hand side. If we visualize the giant T account, we've got the green accounts on the left-hand side, on the debit side. Those green accounts include cash, they include accounts receivable, asset debit account, supplies, asset debit account, prepaid insurance, asset debit account, left side of the T account. And then land, asset debit account, equipment, asset debit account, accumulated depreciation is that funny contra asset because it's really kind of making the asset go down. So it's an asset credit account. That's why it's contra. And then we have the liabilities. We have the uh, accounts payable. That's going to be, I'm going to imagine those yellow and those going to be credits on the right hand side of the account. We have the unearned revenue, a liability. I'm going to imagine it yellow on the right side. And then we had the capital account, the capital account. I'm imagining bright blue. And that's going to be on the right-hand side. It's going to be a credit. Then we had draws. I'm imagining those to be a bright blue as well. That's going to be on the left-hand side. They're debits. And then we have the entire income statement, meaning we have revenue. Revenue, we're imagining darker blue. And, and it's part of the equity section. But it's going to be broken out in its own income statement area. And that, we're going to say that's a credit balance. Revenue, income, uh, sales, whatever they call it. It's a credit balance account. And then we've got the expenses and all the expenses. It could be wages, utilities, insurance, supplies, depreciation. They're all the same in terms of they're all going to be debit balance accounts. They're all going to be on the left-hand side of the T account. We know that the total debits then are going to equal the total credits. If we think about the temporary accounts versus permanent accounts, the permanent accounts are basically the balance sheet accounts for the most part. All the balance sheet accounts, assets, liabilities, and, uh, and the equity are going to be permanent. For example... Uh, cash is never going to be set back to zero. Cash is what it is as of that certain point in time. Same with liabilities. Accounts payable. It is what it is at that point in time. It's not going to go to zero unless we pay the entire liabilities off, but it's going to be a continuing process. On the other hand, revenue has a beginning and an, and an end. We have to start at zero and we have to add up. So the revenue and the expenses. So that if you think about the trial balance, it's everything below the equity account. So if you think about the equity account, then you got the income statement accounts, which are income and expenses. Those are all temporary. Those all need to be reset. They need to go back down to zero. The only kind of weird uh, exception to that is the draws account. And remember, that's on like the statement of owner's equity. So it's kind of part of equity, but it's really in the statement of owner's equity. Those are our two timing statements, the income statement and the statement of owner's equity. Those are the accounts that we need to make go to zero. So it's really easy to visualize this on the trial balance because we know that we have assets, then we got liabilities, then we got equity, and then we've got draws, which needs to go to zero, and, and then we've got revenue and expenses. They all need to go to zero. So everything below the owner's equity needs to be zero as of January of next year if we just closed out December 31st of last year. That's going to be our goal. Question is, how do we do that? The journal entry is going to be a long journal entry, but it's kind of a simple process once we just visualize what's happening. All we need to do is make all these accounts go to zero. I'm going to start with a two-step method and just do this in two quick steps, and then I'm going to add in the uh, another step and a four-step method that's very common that we'll see oftentimes. So the most basic way that we're going to do this is, is we know I'm going to start off with the income statement, that we need to make all the income statement accounts zero. 
We're just going to do that with one big long journal entry. Now the confusing thing about this is that all the journal entries we've had before are going to be, they only had two accounts involved in them. And we start to think, well, that all journal entries have two accounts. That's not the case. We could have longer journal entries. And remember, the only rule really is that the total debits have to equal the total credits. So now we're going to make a big long journal entry where the total debits will still equal total credits, but we're going to close out uh, all these accounts, all the income statement accounts. So if I look at revenue and we were to see what's in revenue on the trial balance, we say, here's the trial balance. I'm going to make a journal entry to make that revenue account go to zero. And that revenue account has a credit balance in it. If we look at the trial balance, it's got a credit balance. We need to make it go to zero, which means we need to make it go down. How do we make something go down? We do the opposite thing to it as what it is. So we're going to debit the revenue account for whatever's in the revenue account. So we're going to make a journal entry. We're going to say this is our closing process journal entry. It's going to be as of the end of the year after we've made the financial statements as of 1231. If it's if that's the end of the year that we're doing it on the end of the time period, we're going to say as of 1231, we're going to debit revenue for whatever's in it. Why? Because that'll make it go down to zero. And then and then we just need to do the same thing for the expense accounts. All the expense accounts have debit balances in it. And so we just need to go all those expense accounts and we need to make them go down. How do we make something go down? We do the opposite thing to it as what it is. So they have a debit balance. We're going to make it go down by crediting it. So we can imagine if I go through the list of expenses on our trial balance, there's just going to be an order after revenue. Then we got wages expense. Wages expense, if I look at the trial balance, has a debit balance. Whatever number is in there on the debit balance to make it go to zero, we need to do the opposite thing to it. So on our, on our journal entry, we're going to put another account, wages expense, and we're going to put it in the credit column because we need to make it go down and credit it for whatever's in there. Now, you might be saying, hey, you, you said earlier that uh, revenue and expenses only go one way, meaning revenue only goes up in the credit direction and expenses only go down up in the uh, debit direction. So we, we usually only credit revenue and we only debit expenses. And now we're doing the opposite. Why is this? Well, this is kind of the exception to the rule, but it makes sense. The reason we're doing this, of course, is because it goes up just like an odometer goes up as long as we're measuring the process and then we need to bring it back down to zero so that we can remeasure the process so this is resetting the odometer that's why we need to basically make it go down to make it go back down to zero we do that with a closing journal entry okay so so utilities expense same thing if i just go down utilities expense hmm, it's going to have a debit balance in it we need to make it go down Therefore, we're going to do the opposite thing to it. So we're going to go back to our journal entry. And you can imagine the journal entry. We debited uh, the revenue account. Then we credited wages expense. Now we're going to credit utilities for whatever's in there so that we make utilities go down to zero. So we got a longer journal entry, but it's going, to, it's going to be fairly easy for us to see where these numbers are coming from. And then we've got the insurance. If we look at our trial balance, we say insurance expense. That's the next expense we have. It has a debit balance. We need to make it go down to zero. So we're going to go back up to our journal entry where we had revenue that we debited. We had wages expense credited, utilities expense credited. Now insurance expense. We're going to credit it to make it go down to zero. And the next item we had was uh, depreciation. So depreciation expense, also an expense. Expenses have debit balances. We need to make it go down. So we need to do the opposite thing to it. So we're going to add another account to our journal entry. we got this big, long journal entry. But uh, the numbers are just coming straight from the trial balance on the income statement side. We got revenue debited, wages expense credited, utilities credited, insurance expense credited, depreciation credited. That's our journal entry that we're going to post. And when we do it, it's going to bring everything down to zero. Now, we know that uh, the debits will not equal the credits. Now, if we were to add up the debits and the credits and see what the difference is, because we've now closed out all the revenue and we've closed out all the, the um 
expenses. If we were going to add up the debits and the credits, we would see that the debits would then be winning because we closed out revenue with a debit and we closed out uh, the, all the expenses with a credit. So that means we need to balance this thing out because the total debits need to equal the total credits. So we're going to put another credit in there and we're just going to put in whatever number we need in order for it to balance out. We're just going to make it work. We're going to make everything go to zero and then we're going to plug this other number into our journal entry to make it go down to zero. Now, if we did that, we can do that a couple of different ways. I can add up all the debits, the revenue. I can add up all the credits, all the expenses, and subtract them. And we'll need a credit. That's going to be the plug number in our journal entry to make the debits equal the credits. But we already know what that number is going to be as well, because what's that number going to be? Net income. That's, it's got to be net income because we're closing out the, rev the revenue minus the expenses. Revenue minus expenses is net income. So that, that plug number that we're going to have is going to be net income. Now, we're not going to post it to net income because that's not an account. That's going to be the calculation of revenue minus expense. Where are we going to put this number? We are going to put it into the capital account. Remember, we're putting it into the capital account. So that credit's going to go to the capital account. So notice what's happening here. If we were to post this journal entry, if we we're going to post this out, we're going to have a similar process to what happened when we did the equity statement, the statement of owner's equity. Remember what the statement of owner's equity was. It had the beginning equity, and then we added the net income to it then we subtracted the draws that's exactly what we're doing here in terms of journal entry the owner's equity account has a credit balance we're going to increase it with another credit so let's walk through this if we were to post this and see what would happen we're going to post the revenue account to revenue revenue has a credit balance we debited it we made it go down to zero then we're going to do the same for all the expenses so all the expenses we had wages expense utilities expense insurance we just credited those accounts making them go down, doing the opposite thing to them as what they am, and for all of those accounts. So if we post all those out, what will happen? All those accounts will go down to zero. So that'll make all the income statements accounts go down to zero. Then we have that last account, the plug account, net income being in it, that's going to the capital account. So um, that's going to go to the owner's capital account. So we have a credit to the capital account. Now the capital account has a credit balance. And if we credit the capital account, we're doing the same thing to it, which will make it go up. So we're increasing the capital account. And this makes sense because the capital account represents what's owed to the owner. What is owed to the owner? What's owed to the owner is what was owed as of the beginning of the year. That's in the beginning capital account before we make the adjustments for net income and draws, plus net income. So net income has now been zeroed out on the trial balance so that we can start over and add up net income next time. And we put the balance into the equity section, into the capital account, because it represents in one lump sum number what is owed to the company, owed to the owner. That's like the book value of the company. So now we've done, we're almost done here. We've done one whole, one giant journal entry and closed everything out. And now there's only one other thing. We got to get that draws account out of there. Now the draws account, remember, is not on the income statement. It's not on the balance sheet when we do the financial statements it's on the statement of owner's equity. That's the other timing statement. So we got to get rid of that number too. So that's easy. There's only We're going to go into our trial balance. We see draws. We need to make it zero because it's a temporary account, just like every account is below the capital section. How are we going to make that zero? Well, it's a debit balance account. We're going to do the opposite thing to it. We're going to credit it. So we're going to credit our draws in our second journal entry. I'm going to make another journal entry in our two-step process. Step one, close out the entire income statement. Step two, close out the draws. So draws has a debit. We're going to credit it. I'm going to put the credit on the bottom because we're supposed to put the credit on the bottom. It doesn't really, doesn't really matter as long as you have it in the right uh, 
column and you have it as a credit. But in any case, we're going to put the draws on the bottom. We're going to credit draws. And then we're going to have to debit something to, to make this journal entry balance so that we can make that zero. Where are we going to put the other side to? Where is it going to go? It's going to go to the capital account. And so that's going to be the idea. We're going to make draws. If we post this then, we're going to post the draws. Draws has a debit of, of whatever is in there. We then credited it in our journal entry to make it go down. So now draws would be at zero. And then the other side, we debited the capital account. What's that going to do? We only did it just because we had to debit something in order to make the draws go down. What, what if we post that? Well, the capital account has a credit balance. If we debit it, that's going to make the capital account go down. And does that make sense? It, it makes sense because the capital account has a credit balance and the draws represent the money that the owner took out. They drew it out of the company. So they took a check out of the company and so therefore the company doesn't owe the owner that money anymore. It should decrease the amount that it's owed to the owner or you can think of it as the equity section being assets minus liabilities, the net value of the company. And if the owner took the money out of the company, then that net, out, net value needs to decrease. So really, that's the whole concept of the closing process. Because what we have now, if you look at a post-closing trial balance, one that is there after the closing process, you'll see that it looks just like the, the trial balance for the adjusted trial balance, except that there are no income statement accounts and no draws accounts. So all the assets are the same, all the liabilities are the same, and the thing that's different, the owner's equity account is a lot bigger. Why is it a lot bigger? Because we did the same thing we did on the statement of owner's equity. We closed out everything underneath it to it. We took, <laughs> we took all the numbers underneath the owner's equity and put them into one number, just like we did with the statement of owner's equity, which you'll recall was the beginning balance and the owner's equity plus the net income minus the draws give us the ending number in owner's equity. That ending number in owner's equity as of 1231 is now the beginning number in owner's equity as of January 1st. We are not going to post the activity for, for the month of January or the entire year of the next year, whichever time period we're talking about, into the equity section. We're going to post the activity underneath it. We're going to post the activity on the income statement and in the draws. Now we're going to do the same concept, but we're going to go through a four-step method because it's a very common method to see. And there's, a, there's going to be some examples. I mean, there's some reasons why it's there. So the last two-step, I want to show you that just because that's the easiest way to just see what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. A four-step method is going to be an idea that we're first going to close out revenue, and then we're going to close out expenses, and then we're going to close out the, that, that those two combined into an income summary account. Uh, into the capital and then we're going to close out draws. Why would we do this? Because it, it could give us a check basically in the income summary account to make sure that everything is closed out before we close it out to the capital account. So there's going to be a couple different reasons why it's there but in order to do this we have to add this new account. I call it a clearing account and we're going to call it an income summary account. So I'm going to put it in into the, uh, to the equity section. It doesn't really matter where you put it because all that's going to happen is we're going to say, okay, I'm going to put in net income in there. I'm, what, I'm going to put in revenue into there. And then we're going to close out income into there. And then we're going to verify that what's in the income summary, this clearing account, is net income. And everything else is closed. And then we're going to close out the income summary to capital. So the ultimate goal is the same. We're closing out the entire income statement, making it all zero so we can start over. And then we're going to put the difference into equity, into capital. But we're taking this one other step, kind of a check step, for us to put it into the clearing account first 
so that we can verify that it's correct and then we're going to put it into the capital. So remember there's a four step process then. We're, instead of just closing out the entire income statement like we did last time with one long journal entry, we're going to break the journal entry into parts. We're going to close out revenue first into a new account, the income summary. And then we're going to close out the expenses into this new account, income summary. And then we're going to close out the income summary that we just put that in there, which now has net income in it, to the equity section, capital. And then we're going to do the same thing we did last time, which is the last step of draws. we got to get draws out of there and close it out to the capital account. So let's think through that, and we'll walk through that a bit more quickly. We're going to say, first step, close out revenue. So we're going to look at our trial balance, everything under the equity section, the income statement starts with revenue, so we're going to look at revenue. Revenue has a credit balance in it. We need to make it go down. We're going to do the opposite thing to it in order to do that. So we're going to make our first journal entry in the four-step process, the first journal entry, number one, debiting revenue for whatever's in revenue to make it go down to zero. If we do that, then we need to credit something. We debited all the revenue accounts there. Now we've got to credit something. What are we going to credit? Ultimately, it's going to go into the capital account, but we don't want, remember, we don't want to put it there yet. We want to credit this new account. I'm calling it a clearing account. It's only there in the closing process, calling it income summary. So we're going to put it into this holding account, income summary. We're just going to credit income summary. So if we post this out, then you can imagine revenue had a credit. We debited it. We made it go down to zero. That account is zero now. And the income summary had zero in it we credit it with net income, it now has a credit of whatever net income was. That's going to be the first step. Next step, we need to close out all of the expense accounts. So we're going to go through all the expense accounts, wages expense, utilities expense, insurance expense, supplies expense, depreciation expense. They all have debit balances. We're going to do the same journal entry we did last time. It's going to be a bit longer uh, of a journal entry than obviously the revenue because there's a bunch of expense accounts. It's going to be more than two accounts. But we're just going to go through all the expenses and we are going to make them zero. So for example, wages expense has a debit in it. We need to make it zero. So we're going to make our journal entry and we're going to put the account of wages expense and we're going to credit it for whatever's in wages expense. And then we're going to do the same thing for utilities expense. It has a debit balance. We need to make it go zero. We're going to do the opposite thing to it, which is going to be a credit. So we're going to go to utilities expense. We're going to credit utilities expense. Then we have insurance expense. It has a debit balance. We need to make it go down to zero. We're going to do the opposite thing to it. Therefore, we're going to credit utilities expense for whatever is in there. And the same for depreciation expense, debit balance. We need to make it zero. We're going to credit it for whatever's in there. And then we, if we do that, once we post that, it'll make all the expenses zero. We're going to have to do something to the other side. I need a debit now that's going to match all those credits. So if we, if we added up all the credits that we just put in there related to making the expenses go to zero, that's going to be our debit. That's going to, we're going to have to have to debit in order for our debits and credits to be equal. We're going to have one big debit. That debit's going to go to income summary. Again, ultimately, it's going to go to the capital account, but we're first going to put it into income summary. So now we're going to put that debit into income summary. If we were to post this out then, and just to note that income summary account is the debit so we posted all these if you were to post these in order that one should be on top te technically again it doesn't really matter as long as you have it in the right column but the income summary should be the debit on the top and then all the credits on the wages utilities and all the expenses should be underneath for the second step of the four-step process then if we were to post that then we would say okay revenue is already zero from step one 
Wages expense is going to go to, is, is a debit, we credited it, making it zero. Utilities expense is a debit, we credited it, making it zero. Insurance expense is a debit, we credited it, making it zero. Same with depreciation expense, debit, we credited it, making it zero. Now all of those are zero. Everything on the income statement is now zero. That was the goal. Then the other side of it is going to go to the income summary. So income summary had a credit of revenue, and now we're debiting it for the sum of all the expenses. So we post that out and we're going to say, ah, what? And now we can test it. We can say, okay, there's our clearing account. There's our income summary account. We credited it for income and we debited it for the expenses. What's going to be the balance in that account then? It's going to be net income. Net income should be in that account. So we, if we're doing this correctly now, this is kind of our check figure in the, in the four-step process. We're going to say, well, does that account have net income in it? The net income that we had reported on our financial statements, you know, the, when we did the financials, and are all the other expense accounts zero? If that's the case, check, good, we've done it right. Now, let's take that income summary account, close it out to the capital account. Now that we see everything's okay, we don't have this big long journal entry that we close out to the capital, uh, and then find there's an error, we put it in the income summary first, we make everything work, and then we're going to close it out to the capital account. So that's going to be step three of the four-step process is now to take that income summary account, which now has net income in it as a credit because the revenue was beating the expenses. So we have a credit of net income in the income summary. We need to make it go to zero and we need to post the difference where we wanted it from the beginning, which is in the capital account. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to say income summary has a credit balance in it. That clearing account, we now need to make go to zero. So that we're going to do the opposite thing to it. So we're going to go to our journal entry. We're going to say the first account's going to be income summary. We're going to debit it for whatever's in there, the amount in there being equal to net income. And then we're going to credit something. What's that credit going to be? Remember, our goal was to get the income summary down to zero. And then we're going to credit something. And that something's going to be the capital account. It's going to go into the capital that's where we really wanted it, and that makes sense because the capital account represents the amount of money owed to the owner. And so now that we're zeroing all this out, we're really just combining it into the capital account, just as we did when we had the statement of owner's equity. We started with the beginning equity plus the net income. So that's what we're doing here. We're putting the net income into the equity. If we were to post this out, then we would say income summary has a credit balance of whatever is in there, which would be net income. We then debited it by that net income bringing that amount down to zero. Then the other side of the transaction went to the, the capital. So capital has a credit balance. We then credited it by net income. A credit and a credit will make the capital go up. And so it's going to increase by that net income. That's the same process that we did when we did the statement of owner's equity. We had the beginning balance and then we put net income into it. And all the other balances are zero now underneath the capital account except that pesky draws. Draws is the one account, not an income statement account, not really on the balance sheet either. It's on the statement of equities, the only way, the only place we usually see it in terms of the financial statements. Equity is a timing statement too, just as is the income statement. Equity then needs to be, uh, the draws then <laughs> need to be decreased as well. So that's going to be the same journal entry we did last time. So now everything's zero. We just got to get rid of draws and our goal is to make draws zero. So draws has a debit balance. If we look at our trial balance, how do we make something go down to zero? We do the opposite thing to it. So it's a debit. So I'm going to credit draws 
And in our journal entry, we're going to put the draws on the bottom because we usually put the credits on the bottom. So I'm going to put the draws on the bottom because it's going to be a credit. We're going to put it in the credit column. And then we then we have to put it into something else. We need some debit. What account are we going to debit? That account will be the capital account. So we're going to put it into the capital account. Debit's going to be the capital account. What happens if we post this? We debited the capital account in our journal entry. We credited draws in our journal entry. Therefore, when we post it, if we post the draws, we're going to say the draws has a debit. We credited it by the same number, making it go down to zero. Now we have zeros below on everything below the uh, capital account. That's what we want. And then on the capital side, we have a credit balance. We did the opposite thing to it. We're debiting it by the draws amount, making the capital account go down by draws. And that makes sense because the capital account represents the money that is owed to the owner. The draws is what the, the owner took out, drew from the company. Therefore, the amount owed to the owner needs to go down. Or the assets minus the liabilities is going to be the net book value of the company. Net book value of the company went down because the, the owner drew out money from the company. So we end up within, whether we do the two-step method or the four-step method, we end up with the same end result. That end result being a post-closing trial balance. Post-closing trial balance having assets, liabilities, equity, but within the equity, we only have the capital account now if we're talking about a sole proprietor. Similar situation for uh, corporations and, other, and partnerships. It's just that the capital account will be formatted differently. Of course, the capital account in a partnership will have multiple capital accounts. And within a corporation, we'll have retained earnings and stockholders' equity. And we'll talk about those. But the concept is going to be the same, though. The capital account that's there is just the book value of the capital accounts, just the names that are going to be changing. All the... Uh, accounts that are temporary below it including all the income statement accounts draws that one statement of equity account and then the income summary wherever we put that one which is just a clearing account should all be zero at the end of the process and now we're ready to start forward from january so now we're going to start from january going forward just like if we we're starting a new road trip and we're trying to figure out how long it's going to take we're starting from a new zero point we're taking the odometer upwards from that point for the next year starting from january up until December of the next year, then we'll repeat the process and we'll repeat the process and accounting does a lot of the repeating the process.